Welcome to Planet Surgery, a medical podcast by Baxter Advanced Surgery Team. Hello everyone and welcome to the Planet Surgery podcast series, insights into the world of surgeons, surgery and preoperative practitioners across Europe. My name is Marta Almarcha and I'm the senior MSL for Baxter Advanced Surgery in Spain and Portugal. At Baxter, our vision is to be a global innovative leader in the operating room, providing solutions that improve patient outcomes and enhance lives. Baxter's podcast program is a new way for you to hear from colleagues across the world. In this episode, I will interview Dr. Fernando Ferreira. He's a general surgeon at Hospital Pedro Hispano in Matosinhos, Porto, located in Portugal. Today, we're going to discuss about catastrophic abdomen repair. Welcome, Dr. Ferreira, and thanks for giving us the opportunity to have this interview with you. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. So first of all, what does this surgery or concepts involve? It, it's, it's not really a novel technique, but, but in fact, the application of multiple closure techniques gathered over the past two decades and, uh, you know, it represents strategic safe closure of any abdomen that is left open and ideally within eight days and uh, frequently after um, many situations uh, such as abdominal compartment syndrome or uh, extreme visceral and retroperitoneal edema or when we have major tissue loss of the abdominal wall damage control that is needed when we have to pack and have to go back and reevaluate, or in massive gastrointestinal vascular or mesenteric ischemia, where we also have to go back and, and reevaluate, um, or, or where the patient has, has just basically lost all of, of their uh, physiological reserve and, and we just try to save them just to go back and see if we can get them going. Or if there's massive gross peritoneal contamination where, where we're just not able to control it all, uh, in that first surgery, in that index surgery. And this has been published ever since uh, 2016, actually was gathered uh, through a consensus group, an international group uh, led by Chiara and colleagues. Okay, and um, in which patients are the use of these techniques indicated? Well, any patient where you need to leave the abdomen open, uh, which by definition is a catastrophic abdomen, um, or where the cases where the abdomen is closed and, and, and unfortunately it just bursts open after a few days, which sometimes is, is, is not very pleasant. Um, and we, we want to apply these techniques so that we can you know, diminish as much as possible the fascia destruction and, uh, and hopefully control the, these patients in a sense that they will not deteriorate because the abdomens are not meant to be left open. You know, this is a, a situation which has been applied over the, the years, uh, basically just to keep the patient alive and at the same time trying to um, uh, revigorate them, if that's the term, as much as possible so they can support the surgery and, and all the insults that they've taken with, with the lesions they've had. Okay. Um... Which are the benefits and disadvantages, if any, of using these techniques? Well, as I said, you know, the, the abdomen is obviously not intended to be left open. And the closure techniques are simply divided into two types. Uh, one, which is the static uh, closure, 
and the other, which is the dynamic closure type. So, you know, these two subdivisions of, 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 of attitudes and techniques, there are multiple ones, but in a sense, static and dynamic. That's, those are the two key words. So uh -huh. the key static closure actually is negative pressure wound therapy. Uh, that is associated with also the dynamic closure and the dynamic closure, what we're using mostly is a simple um, application of mesh uh, which does uh, sequential traction, cheap mesh actually. And, and, and the key is, is optimizing closure, getting the, the fascia closed as much as possible, trying to avoid a hernia and um, get, getting what we call primary closure, no hernia at all and having the, the fascia closed and, and all the walls of the abdomen, all, I'm sorry, all the layers of the abdomen well closed. And this, of course, within eight days, because if, if you don't get an abdomen closed within eight, 10 days at the most, uh, you're looking for an, in, an exponential increase in problems such as um, infections and fistulas. So that is very, um, very uh, damaging to these patients. It's very feared, very much feared by surgeons. We call them the intestinal fistulas or, or um, uh, intra-atmospheric fistulas because in a sense, it's an open abdomen and, and, and basically you have an, an, an open abdomen with, with bowel which just splits open and into the atmosphere. And it's after that, it, it's many times there's a very high morbidity and mortality rate. Of course. So. Um, which patient, uh, which profile of patients do you think can benefit the most of this type of approach? Well, as I said, you know, the, the key is that we have an open abdomen when we only need an open abdomen. That is the key. In the past, there was a bit of abuse. I think when, when this technique started about uh, 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, uh, and you were having some centers that were doing 30 to 40% of these critical patients leaving the abdomen open. These days, we've, we've lowered it down to five to 8% of these critical patients. And uh, so those are the, the critical patients where you, you just don't have enough physiological reserve. The patient is very ill, very sick, and, 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 and you want to do a beautiful, great surgery, but if you do everything, just because you can do it, the patient might just not simply have enough um, physiological reserve fuel, as you may call it, to, to support that. So I sometimes, you know, I, I tell my residents this, you know, you don't want to send a person uh, to a funeral uh, very well reconstructed. You prefer to delay <laughs> a funeral. Definitely. You know, exactly. You know, it's, that's true. It's because you see that sometimes surgeons, uh, one, you know, old school, as we'd say, uh, it, it's your obligation to have these patients all reserve, all resolved, everything done, all the intestinal work, bowel work, fascia, et cetera. And, and they simply just don't have enough uh, reserve in them to support all of this. And no, they can't heal. And after that, many times they will die actually. Okay, um, tell me about your experience. Could you share with us a surgical case uh, using these techniques? Well, this comes back from my training when I was a, a younger surgeon in my residency and, and, and also as a young certified surgeon, I, I dedicated a lot of my, my, um, my, my uh, 
training and learning towards acute care surgery. So actually I'd spent three months uh, with uh, Dr. Fred Bredeman at Sunnybrook Trauma Center in Toronto, Canada. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, I did also postgraduate uh, intensive care course in, 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 um, in, uh, in intensive care medicine here in Porto for a year. And I did pre-hospital work as a flight surgeon and, and in a rapid response vehicle. So I deal a lot with these critical patients trauma um, many times and non-trauma. And, and then at the same time, I was co-director of a high dependency unit in, 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 in the hospital, my state hospital where I worked for, the Hispano Hospital. And we had a very high turnover of patients. So it was interesting that we were applying uh, at that time. This is back in 2009, 2008, 2010, uh, trauma principles to non-trauma patients. And we were saving more than usually was was custom and uh it was great and um having great outcomes but then on the other hand all of a sudden we were having these all these patients these great saves and then we'd look at them and say that wow look at all these hernias now we have to correct and massive hernias that we basically have to go forward and and start to apply further techniques of abdominal wall reconstruction so you know, one thing leads to another. And, uh, you know, in the end, what matters is that you have uh, a patient that is operated through different stages and is alive and well and, and totally rehabilitated. So, you know, that's, that, that's, what, that's what really matters. But, you know, it's tough because sometimes people say, oh, just give me an isolated case uh, to illustrate this whole concept. And, and it, you can't really do that because um, it's difficult because this is so complex. If you really need to leave a, an abdomen open, um, in general, you hopefully close it at the first take back to the operating theater. And, um, and that's the key. And of course, if you can't, that's when you start to apply all these different techniques because you want to get the abdomen closed in that time limit, that time frame of eight days, because that, that's, that's the key to avoid uh, complications. And that's where negative pressure wound therapy, as I said before, the static closure technique associated with a mesh mediated closure technique, which is dynamic, uh, to get the basically the fascia closed and get everything in the midline uh, uh, and the abdomen totally closed midline and the structures one by one and the patient, you know, out of the intensive care unit, hopefully, as soon as possible and always less than eight days. So I don't know if, as I said, you know, it's not easy to have just one case, yes. but in general, that's the way it is. Thank you, it was very interesting. Um, what alternative is used in case of not using this technique? Well, if, if one cannot achieve abdominal closure within this time frame of eight to 10 days, which is ideal, mm -hmm. um, you know, the patient, of course, or sometimes you, you actually have the patient who is so sick where their physiology is so depleted or other cases where I've seen where, where the patients already come to us with an intestinal fistula or uh, they already have a stoma, uh, which, are, which will be temporary, but can only be reconstructed further on down the road. Um, one has to create what we call the planned ventral hernia. 
Uh, this planned ventral hernia kind of sounds weird, but it, it's actually an, a technique where you um, save the patient for future bowel and wall reconstruction. Again, always having in mind that it's preserving their physiology. So you do less of an aggression so that they can survive all of this, these insults they've had. And then further down the road, when they're physiologically and, and psychologically actually better, uh, you, can, you can reconstruct the bowel, you know, the stomas or the fistulas, correct these, and, and, uh, and uh, of course the, the abdominal wall. Even then, sometimes uh, some surgeons don't do single stage. Sometimes they do it in multiple stages. Once again, always keeping in mind uh, how how strong the patient is uh, physiologically speaking, and uh, you know that's that's the key. So um, we sometimes just advocate closing the skin flaps, and that's what I said. You know, you're leaving the bowel underneath the skin, so you're creating a hernia. But um, sometimes these patients are so ill with the abdomen, so um, inflamed and, and, and tense and, and, and uh, with the third space accumulation of, of, of fluids and thickness that um, there's only one way to close them. And we, what we do is actually make the, uh, the, these plant ventral hernias not with skin flaps because they don't basically don't mobilize. We just grab some skin um, from from the thigh, and we we pass a blade, a blade and pass it through a, an expander, and we do what we call the split thickness skin graft, and we place it over top the the abdominal defect, and glue it in with fibrin glue, uh, just to to basically create that planned ventral hernia to save the patient for for another day. So you know that's the key. Sometimes people say, oh, why don't you just suture it? And I say, no, because you have an open abdomen, you have bowel there. It's mm -hmm. better to fix it with fibrin glue. You don't want to create more fistulas. And on the other hand, the fibrin glue is, is amazing because it, it, it actually distributes the tension all over um, the, the, the split skin graft and it allows the take up um, uh, of the, that graft at almost 100%. And on top of that, we also apply negative pressure wound therapy, which also speeds uptake and, and causes um, uh, a great, a great uh, response when it comes to the, the, the growing of the, that skin. So it's good. And what are the short and long-term results? Short-term, the, the, the fibrin glue. Um, as I said, avoids the use of sutures and 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 it, and it decreases the intestinal fistula rate because you're not passing any uh, needles that can lesion uh, hurt the bowel. And uh, long term, actually, these patients uh, will be rehabilitated and and they're out of hospital. We get these patients usually out of hospital uh, very quickly at our center, uh, usually uh, about a month. Uh, we get these patients out of hospital, which is excellent, you know, because sometimes if you try to do other techniques and try, as I said, you know, you're sending the patient to the grave all done and, and totally reconstructed and it doesn't work. You can't do that. <laughs> so it's not a good idea. So, you know, this is, this is the key just to do something, mm -hmm. save. Uh, it's like a retreat in a sense and save, uh, you know, you, you kind of uh, leave 
another battle, another day, and 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 long term win the war. That's, okay. That's the key. <laughs> and what do you think is the economic impact of this technique? Well, as I said, you know, you you want to just it's, it's almost like a retreat in a sense that you say, okay, I'm not going to be able to reconstruct this abdomen. I'm not going to, you know, be able to 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 send this patient home with all the issues resolved, but at least the abdomen is closed, and and um, uh, with with the with the planned ventral hernia, and that means that you know as soon as you have the abdomen closed, the patient becomes less inflamed. You ha you'll have less intensive care unit days, and you'll have less hospital uh, in stay in hospital stay uh, um, permanency. So that means you know you're 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 really lowering costs when it comes to less ICU, less infections, less respiratory infections, less stays in hospital. And, uh, you know, this, it's, it's a cheaper way of, of, of creating a hernia sac. And sometimes some colleagues, you know, they, they, what they try to do is they put in absorbable meshes, which can actually uh, increase uh, fistula rate. And in other cases, these absorbable meshes um, they're bridge techniques, and, and, and they're, they're quite expensive comparatively to, to um, you know, two tubes or four tubes of fiber and glue. So, you know, it's just, I sometimes play around with it. And I just, listen, I don't have enough money for an expensive um, uh, hernia sac. So I just use fiber and glue and use the same skin and the hernia sac of that patient. So I think it comes out cheaper and uh, less, um, less risky for the patient in my sense. That's the way I believe in, in, in the literature since 2014-15 has shown that it is viable to do this. And, and uh, Professor Fabian out of the United States started this in the 80s actually doing split skin grafting in some patients. But you know, it started to become more generalized at least at our center since uh, 2008. Okay, uh, what do you think is the future of this type of surgery? Well, uh, the problem a lot of times, you know, we don't want to do this type of surgery, but we have to do it. And fortunately, the need for, for an open abdomen is, is being less and less frequent. As I said in the beginning, people are, are abusing this technique less, as we can say the word abusing it. And, um, and we're actually with this mesh-mediated traction of the dynamic closure, as I said, uh, together with negative pressure wound therapy, uh, the literature has shown us that we're able to close 70 to 80% of the time, the open abdomen and avoiding this type of technique. But remember, we're having more and more older patients, patients that have been uh, operated many times in, in, during their life. Of course, if they're living longer, they'll be expected to have been operated more times. We're having great advances in intensive care units and techniques. So, you know, we still have extreme cases of patients that are being saved and uh, who are physiologically drained owing mm -hmm. to, to their comorbidities and that have the temporary stomas and the fistulas. So you'll still have three to 5% of these open abdomens, which will actually, in fact, benefit, in my opinion, from this rather simple and economical approach of, of doing a planned ventral hernia, either with skin flaps or, if necessary, uh, uh, fixing, uh, fixating with a split thickness skin graft and fiber and glue. 
Okay, so thanks a lot, Dr. Ferreira. That was a very interesting conversation. And to the audience, please contact us for any feedback or question, or if you want to be our next speaker. Thank you very much for listening, and don't forget to come back again to listen to our next episode. <laughs>